Good morning. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And good morning to each of you this fabulous Friday morning. We welcome you to the prayer call. Consider yourselves our special guest of honor this morning because Father God summoned you. He summoned you and you responded to this invitation. And we thank you. We invite you to take a seat, partake of the breakfast that he has prepared for you this morning. We thank you again for joining with us. My name is Charlene Tuckerson. I am your facilitator this morning. We have a fabulous team lined up for you this morning. Let me introduce you to everybody. Our beloved angel and pastor of New Destiny Church is Bishop Seacroft Smith. And Pastor Adrian Smith, we welcome them this morning. Our devotion today will be brought by Minister Linda Lightfoot. How are you, Minister Lightfoot? Good morning. I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord. How about you? I am well. Hallelujah. You sound blessed and highly favored. Amen. Our our prayer request this morning will be prayed by Minister Kendall Gardner. How are you doing this morning, Minister Kendall? Good morning, Sister Charlene. I am doing very well. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, you are. Thank you. Thank you. Again, I want to say thank you to everyone who's on the prayer call this morning. It takes a lot to wake up early in the morning and to be on the call. And we thank you. God honors your obedience. Just know that. God honors your obedience. Let's go closer to Father God, together in prayer. Amen. Thank you, Father. We settle ourselves, Father, and we thank you, God. Thank you, Father, for this day that you have made. We bless your holy name, Elohim. We bless your holy name, El Elyon. We bless your holy name, Elohim. Yes, Father. We bless your name, El Shaddai. We bless you, Adonai. Father, there is none like you. You are the supreme God, the chief magistrate. And we worship you this morning. We worship you, Jesus. We honor you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the word that you've placed in the heart and in the mouth of Minister Lightfoot this morning. Father, according to Ephesians 1 and 18, I pray, dear God, that you open the eyes of our heart. Let the light of your truth flood in, God. Come in like a flood. Father, shine on the hope you are calling us to embrace. Hallelujah. Reveal your riches to us. Father, we yield. We obey you. Father, I declare your word in Isaiah 65 and 24, that it shall come to pass before Minnesota Kendall even prays this morning in intercession on behalf of others. You will answer. And while he is yet Speaking, Father, you hear him. 
And we agree with every word that comes out of his mouth according to your word, God, according to what you speak through him, Father. That's just how great you are, God. You answer us before we even speak. And we honor you this morning. We honor you, Father. Have your way, God. Have your way, God. Thank you for your anointing and your glory resting on us today. Holy Spirit, speak. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Minister Lightfoot, we're ready for you. Greetings, everyone. And I want to honor and say good morning to our bishop, Bishop Christopher Smith and Pastor Adrian. Good morning to any visiting pastors on the line. And good morning to the New Destiny worshiping family, friends, and guests. It's a great day in the kingdom. This 26th day of March, 2021. Our topic of discussion comes from Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, which reads, So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. For the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm, and every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us by those who heard him speak? In order to get a clear understanding of what's being said in this passage of Scripture, we must read the preceding chapters. Chapter 2 is a continuum of chapter 1. Chapter 2, verse 1 says, so we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard. In the KJV, it says, therefore, we ought to give the most earnest heed to the things which we have heard. In a nutshell, we must superabundantly hold our minds toward, adhere to, and apply ourselves to what we have given audience and allowed to come to our ears. What is referred to as what we have heard is in the content of chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, for starters. Um, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they, for unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. The word was first heard by the fathers through the prophets. But in these last days and times, we're being spoken to through God's son. The message sent through his messengers 
was firm and steadfast in power and effect with every violation of the law. Every act of disobedience was punished. The prophet Samuel said to the people of Israel in 1 Samuel twelve fifteen, but if you will not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall the hand of the Lord be against you as it was against your fathers. The word proclaimed by the prophets, if it was so powerful, how much more powerful is it when it proceeds out of the mouth of God himself directly and in person? Christ, the Son of God, being far greater in excellence and dignity than any of those who communicated the law and Old Testament truths to men, is therefore entitled to receive more careful and obedient attention from the people that have heard him directly. We're told to give heed, listen carefully, lest at any time we should let them slip. The key Greek words are to give heed, meaning to hold the mind toward, and to slip, meaning to drift. Both terms are used in a nautical sense, and these words help to paint a verbal picture of a ship slipping past its proper navigation point because the pilot has not paid attention to the charted course. The word of God is our course. It's our pathway, our charted course to our destiny. It is, it is possible to drift away from the teachings of Christ because some believers being in Christ are not yet anchored in Christ. These may seek his hand more so than his face. They have the fish and loaves mentality. Jesus said in John six twenty six, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. In other words, they haven't sought Jesus for who he is, only for what he can give them materially. They don't seek relationship. And when the desired provision is no longer presented, they turn their attention elsewhere. Another cause of drifting is when troubles begin to present themselves without easy remedy, bringing mental, emotional, and physical distractions and anguish. Subtle and powerful tides and currents surge and tug against the safety of the soul, gradually steering the eyes and focus off of the things of the spirit and onto the world and the flesh, allowing them to be blown by the winds of life, situations, and circumstance, rather than the life-giving, life-sustaining, comforting wind of the Holy Spirit. I've often heard messages in times past that say, when you come to Jesus, all your troubles are over. There are people that look for the easy way out of life struggles. They want no effort nor responsibility. They expect no challenges or opposition in Christ. So when these things come upon them, they begin to drift. The pain, the disappointments, the humiliation and disillusionment become unbearable. And they tell themselves that God doesn't care. In Mark 4:38, the disciples asked Jesus in the midst of the storm, Carest thou not that we perish? Another factor that comes into play for drifting from Christ is that the believer fails to exercise diligence in the defense and development of his faith. 
They didn't hide the word in their heart. They didn't allow it to be a lamp unto their feet nor a light unto their path. They didn't shore themselves up against the high winds, the flying debris, etc., that would come against them. They didn't take heed to Ephesians 6.11, which says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Then there are some that although they have been warned, instructed, and have even seen demonstration, did not value it. And because they did not value what was presented, they simply set it aside and lent their attention to things of much much lesser value. Things that would not increase the value, would not increase steadfastness, prosperity, and longevity of life but would instead diminish it, short-circuit it, or even destroy it. Some allow preoccupation with unimportant and secondary things to preempt too much of their time and attention. The illustration of apostasy holds true to life. Apostasy can begin by a slow, subtle drift. People seldom turn boldly and dramatically away from the Lord, but their defection undetected at first is marked by such a gradual departure that the inattentive soul goes adrift until the safe harbor of God's love and protection is lost and the storms of the great gulf usher in the approach of eternal ruin. The gospel of Jesus Christ is far more superior to the law of Moses and the prophets because the law was given to the Jews. The gospel was given to the entire world. The law was types and shadows of things which were to come. And Jesus Christ himself is the very substance of those types and shadows. He is the fulfillment of all of them. The law dealt with outer actions, cleansings and ceremonies, the outward appearance. Jesus and his gospel deal with the inward life and living, the state of the heart. The law and the prophets were dispensed to a specific time. The gospel transcends time and sets us into eternity. The gospel frees us from the fear of death. It has lost its sting. The gospel gives us life. What an immensely vast difference between the two. The law was salvation by works. The gospel is salvation by grace. It is the gift of God, least any man should boast. A gift. The gift. You can't work for it. Can't buy it. All you must do is accept it and receive it by faith. The gospel was not funded by the sacrifices of cattle. It is purchased with the shedding of the precious blood of Jesus, the Lamb of God, God's only begotten Son. Listen carefully. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If God is willing to give his only begotten Son, And if his son is willing to lay down his life for yours, if God says, I have a gift for you, receive my son and you will be saved from the penalty of sin because the wages of sin is death. You will be saved from the power, guilt, and contamination of sins, past, present, and future. Because John 1.12 says, 
But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Romans 10 and 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Listen carefully. It is a gift. Embrace it. Grip it. Adhere to it. Clench it to your very heart. Keep your eyes on it. Least you slip. Amen. Thank you, Minister Lightfoot. Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful word this morning. Hallelujah. Yes, we will listen and carefully obey the truth that we've heard. Amen. We're ready for you, Minister Kendall, to lead us in prayer for those who have sent in prayer requests. Thank you, Sister Charlene. And thank you, Minister Lightfoot, for that devotion once again. All right. Good morning, everyone. We have a few prayer requests this morning that we're going to be lifting up. Um, the first is from uh, an anonymous, anonymous person. The prayer request is, uh, please join us in prayer for my husband. He has been diagnosed with high blood pressure, high cholesterol, prediabetes. He is a smoker, which makes matters worse. My prayer is that he will be uh, convicted of his cigarette addiction and that God gives him the courage, strength, uh, and, the, and the will to do what's right for his health. All right, so, Heavenly Father, we come boldly to your throne this morning, thanking you for who you are and what you are. Right now we come lifting up this uh, anonymous gentleman. He's in need of your mercy and grace. Uh, your word says if we confess our sins to one another and if we pray for one another, we shall be healed. For the prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. So, Lord, we come praying for this anonymous man, that you strengthen him, Lord. Give him the strength to stop smoking. Smoking doesn't benefit him at all. It doesn't benefit him financially, physically, or even spiritually. So Lord, we pray that you deliver his, deliver him from his unhealthy habit. We pray that in times of stress and trouble, Lord, he doesn't focus on smoking or other substance use. That, but instead, Lord, he'll focus on you. I declare that his body is the temple of, of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. So, Lord, we thank you for your mercy and your grace. You are the God who forgives us of our sins and who heals us of our diseases, Lord. So we come asking for your healing power to be upon this man and to deliver him from prediabetes, high cholesterol, and, and high blood pressure. Um, pray that all his levels will be normalized, Lord, so he can continue to give back to his life and perform his responsibilities. Uh, Lord, you are a healer, our deliverer, our, uh, our restorer, our redeemer, Lord. So we pray that you deliver him from his health challenges in Jesus' name. Lord, pray that you begin to repair and to recover his body and he begins to get on the path that you have called for him, Lord. We pray that your divine healing power and deliverance will, will take place and that he'll begin to impact uh, his loved ones, uh, his, his workspace, as well as his community. Lord, we know that with you, nothing is impossible concerning this attack. So, Lord, we, uh, we, we accept your word from Jeremiah 30 and 17, which says, you will give back our health and you heal us for our wounds, says the Lord. So we declare this over this man this morning. In Jesus' name. Our next prayer request comes from uh, Carrie Pierce. Her request is that, uh, that we pray for her granddaughter, Madison, and her cousin, Christina, and her friend, Allison. Pray for their deliverance, salvation, protection, and strength. 
uh, on their journey and for sound minds. Also pray for peace and joy for daughter uh, Alexis and son-in-law Adrian. All right, so Father God, we thank you so much for Christina, for, for Allison, for Alexis, for Adrian. Lord, we, we thank you so much for Miss Carrie for lifting them up this morning. We, we know that your word says in Mark 11, that, in Mark 11, 23, that we can have whatever we say, Lord. So we say that they are disciples of Christ, Lord. We pray that in Jesus' name that they will be set free from whatever it is that they're in bondage to. We break every demonic assignment over them in Jesus' name. According to Galatians 3.13, we know that Christ has redeemed us from the, from the curse. So, Lord, we say that they are all blessed coming. They're all blessed going. They are the head and not the tail. They are above and not beneath. They are victorious. They are not the victims. Lord, they are highly favored. And wherever they are, whatever they lay their hands to, Lord, it will be prosperous. It will be successful. They are wealthy. They are healthy. And they are intelligent children of the Most High. Lord, we thank you so much for their lives and what you're getting ready to do with them and through them. Lord, they have the supernatural divine protection of you upon them, Lord. Pray that your, your angels will surround them and protect them all the days of their life and keep them from the evil one. Keep them from the attacks of the enemy, Lord, and cover them with the precious blood of Jesus. Uh, today, Lord, we pray that they will be at the right place at the right time. They will, they will have a wonderful, blessed, peaceful, victorious life, successful in everything that they do. We say that prayer in Jesus' name. Now, our next prayer request is for the Walker family. Uh, their request, they say, uh, please stand in agreement with their family uh, as relative, and relatives as they prepare to come to a close in their court case. We pray for the ruling to be with, with in favor uh, for restoration and compensation. Uh, we know that we serve a God of abundance and that he is just. May their cause, or excuse me, may their case have sudden closure with restoration and justice, uh, according to Amos 5 and 24. Amen. All right. So, Lord, we thank you for your word. In Amos 5, 24, it says, But let justice roll down like waters and righteousness, like an overflowing stream. But let judgment run down as rivers and righteousness as a mighty stream. In Jesus' name. Uh, Father, we come thanking you. You are the God of justice and you are the Lord of righteousness. And all you do operates in truth and wisdom, Lord. So we come lifting up the family today who is involved with this court case. But we pray that you would lead them and guide them and all those involved in the case, and provide them with the integrity to officiate uh, without bias. Give them the wisdom, the wisdom and the grace to discern the truth and to act upon it without fear or favor. And we can pray for those who have to appear in, in the witness stand, and we ask that you would um, bring their mind to truth and help them to, to uh, recall the testimony that it, and that it won't be tainted. But we do lift up those who are in the position of uh, being brought to court, to either uh, be in defense or to um, plead innocence or to confess their actual guilt. Lord, we pray that uh, all the judicial uh, proceedings, that it will be carried out with, with fairness, that the verdict will be according to your will. Lord, we pray for the entire family also, that you keep them in health and perfect peace during this time especially. We pray that prayer in Jesus' name. And now our final request uh, is for uh, Diana. She's praying for her dad and herself. Um, they've been diagnosed with cancer uh, due to having a lump in, in his jaw. And uh, there's been some complications with UCSF and 
is being done properly in the last few months. Uh, they're finally preparing him next month for surgery, and she's currently living in Oakley, and he lives in San Jose with his sister. So being that the siblings aren't stepping up to help, uh, she is leaving her home in June to go to San Jose to rent a room because she does not, because uh, he doesn't want to live with, uh, with his sister. Uh, okay, so she's asking for, for healing and for a new place to stay as well as healing for her father. All right, so Lord, we thank you so much for Gaia and we thank you so much for her father. Or they're uh, currently burdened as they battle cancer. So we thank you so much for your word and your divine healing power. Uh, we declare that Deanna and her father are healed because your word says in Jeremiah three, excuse me, thirty three and six that you will bring, you will bring health and cure to them. You will cure them, and you will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. So we pray for their bodies, Lord, that their bodies hear the word and that they will refuse to get used to the attack of cancer in Jesus' name. Let every agent of sickness that's working against them, Lord, let it disappear in Jesus' name. Father, you are our refuge. I'm so grateful that we can we can call out to you in times of need. So right now, Deanna is looking for a new home, Lord. There's so many things to consider as she makes this decision. So you know all too well what's going on currently in this world and how chaotic it is, Lord. So help her to have a place of refuge where she can find rest, if she can find healing so that she can recharge. Lord, please help her to... Uh, Please direct her to a home that is peaceful and that's a safe place for her and her family in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we call on you right now during these times when people are sick and, and struggling to make ends meet. It's easy to lose hope, Lord. So give Deanna the hope and the strength and the power to carry on despite of what's happening around her. I'm praying for her family and her loved ones who are struggling to come together as a family. So I'm asking that you bring them together again as they should be. Give them the strength to rely on each other. And, and most importantly, to rely on you, Father God. We pray that each member of the family be well and that they help each other individually as well as a family, Lord. This morning, we lift these petitions up to you in prayer. Lord, your word says that we can have whatever we say according to your word in Mark eleven twenty three. So we thank you in advance for answering our prayers this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Minister Kendall. And we stand in agreement. We set ourselves in agreement with every every word spoken by Holy Spirit through you this morning in Jesus' name. Before we close out, we want to swing back to Minister Lightfoot. Minister Lightfoot, do you have anything else that you'd like to share with us? Yes. God so dearly valued having a relationship with us that he gave all that he had to prove his love to us. And when he gave, he gifted us his undivided attention from before we entered our mother's womb up to this very moment. Our eyes should be so fixed upon him and his word in honor of the price we could never pay. But he gifted his love to us all. It's now time to gift him our undivided attention, get anchored, shored up, and prevent the slow drifting of apostasy from invading our journey so that we can fulfill his dream of an eternity with us. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? God bless. Amen. That's all I have. Amen. Amen. No more neglect. Amen. Hallelujah. As always, 
we want to remind you to please send in your prayer request to www.newdestiny.online. We love and appreciate the angels of our house, Bishop Seacroft Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith. And on behalf of Bishop Smith, Pastor Adrian, Minister Lightfoot, Minister Kendall, and our entire New Destiny family, we say thank you. And we extend the invitation for you to invite others to the prayer call Monday through Friday at 5 a.m. And on Saturday mornings, corporate prayer is at 7 a.m. Let's go before Father God together once more before we end our call. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word today. Father, I declare that every caller will listen and obey the truth, God, the truth that has been ministered this morning. I declare that we will not drift away But having done all to stand, I declare that we stand fully equipped with your armor, Father, your armor. We tighten up our armor right now in the name of Jesus. We tighten it up, Father, where it has been spiritually loosened by the blows and the missiles sent by the enemy. We interrupt and we break the power of every assignment by the enemy, and we tightened up our armor right now. Yes, we tighten our helmet, Father. We hold tighter, God, to our helmet of salvation, knowing that we've been saved from everything that the enemy would bring towards us. We've been saved from that. We've been saved, dear God. Yes, we've been saved, Father. We hold on to our healing, our deliverance, our salvation. You have saved us, dear God, from those things, from the things that the enemy has, is sending and that is assigned towards us. We hold on tighter, Father, to our shield of faith, knowing that without faith it's impossible to please you. We hold on tighter to our shield of faith. We hold on tighter to the sword of the spirit. We hold on tighter to your word. We grip your word, Father. We gird our loins about with truth. We hold tighter to your truth, God, to you, Jesus, because you said that you are the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes unto the Father but through you. We shot our feet with the, the, the preparation of the gospel of peace. Father, I declare that every caller runs swiftly in peace. Yes, I declare, Father, that we will not be wayward children. We will not be wayward children about our own way. But, Father, we will hold on to your truth, your way. Yes, as Minister Lightfoot spoke through Holy Spirit this morning, we hold our minds towards you, Father. We will be anchored. We declare we are anchored in you. Father, we grip and hold on tighter to you, Jesus, the solid rock. We will not drift. We will not drift, but we will stand. Having done all to stand, we stand. We will withstand in this evil day. And having done all to stand, we stand. I declare 
stand tall, people of God. Arise and shine, for thy light is come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. Father, I declare your blessings on each caller. Father, when you bless, you add no sorrow. Therefore, Father, let your joy flow, God, like a river from heaven. Strengthen your people. I declare your grace is sufficient. Your grace is sufficient for every caller. Your power, Father, is made perfect in weakness. Father, I declare no weapon. No weapon formed against your people shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against them in judgment is condemned. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness. Our righteousness, Father, is of you, of you, Lord. Bless, dear God. Bless your people as only you can do, Father. Bless them, Father, as they cry out to you, Father. Bless God. Bless, Father, your blessings be upon your people. Father, this I ask, God. This I ask in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Father, we declare that every prayer prayed, dear God, by Holy, Holy Spirit this morning for others will be a praise report unto you, God. You be glorified. Father, we seal every prayer prayed by Holy Spirit this morning with the precious blood of Jesus and with the power of your Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, yes, God, in your name, amen. Sister Kathy, please open the lines for the saints to continue in worship and prayer. <laughs> 